Hey, you have stumbled onto episode 17 of Songs You Should Know. This time featuring the music of, yes, the Carpenters. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we have gone through we have gone through punk, we've gone to country, we've gone to disco, and yes, now we have come to 70s soft rock. I'm Jimbo. And I'm the mixter. And we're coming to you from the Songs You Should Know World Headquarters, located in a secret bunker in central Minnesota, and from our satellite office in Branson, Missouri. We can't tell you exactly where the World Headquarters is located in central Minnesota for security reasons, namely for the protection of our priceless vault of classic music, but we can tell you that you can see Lake Wobegon from here. You know, it was actually, it's interesting. This was one of the hardest um, shows I found to put sound bumps together because the Carpenters were packed into a single decade, basically, into the 70s. And there was a long string of, of hits that they put out. And so trying to just tease out what are we going to anchor everything around because there, there are plenty other sound bumps coming, but it's... It was interesting to me that, man, that was, they were the 70s. This whole soft rock thing, you know. Yeah, they, they were. They, unfortunately, it was a short time span where they ruled the 70s, but yeah, they did. Well, and have gone on. I mean, you know, still remembered and everything. And there was some tragedy and tragedy involved there too. But it, it, it was just Absolutely. so interesting that, man, they really... Yeah, and and I I'm not comparing them to the Beatles necessarily, but I'm saying that within a very short time span they did a whole lot, and the Beatles did the same thing because the Beatles really weren't on our consciousness that long before they broke up. You know, they had a good solid decade of stuff that you know worldwide recognition was upon them. But uh, right. Well, you know, I mean, in, in the Beatles had George Martin and, and the Carpenters got hooked up with, you know, Burt Baccarat and, you know, Herb yep, Alpert. Yep, and yep. So. <laughs> so, and, and uh, so the Carpenters were Richard and Karen, and they were actually brother and sister. And Richard was the older of the two. And they started out as a jazz trio. And Karen was still in high school, and Richard was... Um, putting together this jazz trio and Karen became the drummer for the trio. So it was a very jazzy kind of thing. And, um, even when the Carpenters first hit and first, I mean, hit big, Karen was playing drums when they performed live. Yeah. Which I'm not, which I'm not really sure, you know, if I knew, I mean, 
we'll get into this because I just recently saw a PBS special and I'm like, man, and she was pretty good. No, I mean, (laughs) you've seen the PBS thing and I didn't. And I know that you sat with mom and dad and saw that. But uh, um, so along the way, anything that, you know, you saw there that that comes to mind because. I mean, they actually, the the parents actually moved to the West Coast for Richard's uh, music career. Well, and 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 he was always the arranger, and and uh, even like you know, we we did the the tag of uh, Mr. Postman there. He 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 actually changed some of the chords, you know, along the way, and and would he would rewrite things, and uh, he was as much an arranger as anything. Right. I mean, he, I mean, no disrespect to her. I mean, he was the brains. He was, you know, you know he was like the, he was the author of the whole. Well, yes. Of their whole and and he, he played around in the studio with uh, layering their voices, you know, yeah, he was, he, he was the first one to really put their voices together and actually start layering them. And then, then trying to see what kind of, you know, choir they could make from their voices yeah. together. But uh yeah, you know, I actually just thought thought of this. <laughs> They're kind of like the '70s uh, version of later. You go to a brother and sister team, the White Stripes. <laughs> she played drums, yeah. and you know, Jack White. <laughs> uh, you so, know, I, I hadn't thought about that. about that. I just thought about that. There, it popped into my open mind. <laughs> there, there's a lot of space going there, on. There's there. some of that going on, you know, where you've got one person is the musical arranger, and and uh, right. yeah, all right. Okay, so we're going to get into Close to You. So this was from the Carpenter's second album, which was actually named Close to You. And it was in 1970. So this was, they, I think that they had a, an album out in 1969, which Ticket to Ride was originally on, but it didn't, it didn't go anywhere. Wow. And they didn't get dropped. They, they got kept for another album, and that became Close to You, which really launched... Um, their career and ticket to ride was later released as a single. And that's why it's, it's on here um, later. But uh, um, so they actually really launched the seventies right here. And at the time there were a lot of people saying, you know, that this is all soft rock fluff. Cause you have to figure this is like the time of Woodstock and all kinds of other stuff that had just happened yep. in the last, in the last, you know, within the last handful sure. of years, peace and love, baby. And peace here and are love. the, here are the carpenters with this totally, you know, this is not psychedelic. This is not uh, hard rock. This is what is this? And interestingly enough, their career has been reevaluated a number of times by like Rolling Stone and other magazines to say, you know what? they really captured something about that time period. And uh, so here we have a song written by Burt Bacharach and Hal David, famous songwriting team. And the song had been recorded over and over again during the 60s. 
but it took the carpenters to really do something with it. And you had mentioned uh, Herb Alpert. Yeah, so um, uh, the carpenter signed with A&M Records in 69, which was co-owned by uh, Herb Alpert. And when uh, Bert Bacharach uh, wrote the song, he asked Albert to, to record the song himself, but he didn't feel comfortable with the lyrical content. You know, moon dust in your hair and instead produced uh, a new arrangement for the Carpenters. And, you know, I mean, if every time I, when you listen to that song, you hear that piano, I think of Herb Albert, and then you hear that angelic voice, you know, and you go, wow, you just in, instantly soothed. <laughs> yeah, no, they caught a moment. They sure did. So, yeah, so when they were trying to record it at first, Karen was playing drums because that's what she had always done for the group. And then Albert really um, didn't like the lightness of her touch. And um, he said it was a little light. And I, I asked them to go back in the studio again. And they recorded it a second time. And I still felt they were missing a little something on the groove. So I suggested very carefully to Karen that maybe Hal Blaine, <laughs> should, Hal Blaine should come in and play drums on it. And you know Hal Blaine from where? The Wrecking Crew. Right, yes. Famous studio musician group. And uh, yes, they brought in Hal Blaine. And actually, the Carpenters used the Wrecking Crew, uh, various members of the Wrecking Crew during their recordings. So. But not Carol Kay. What's up with that? No, no, there's no, <laughs> there is no hidden Carol Kay. There is no Carol Kay <laughs> sighting on, on, well, on these Carpenter songs that we know. Not, not, not in this, not in this show. <laughs> so tell me about the musicians. Take me so, through that. So Karen Carpenter is leading in backing vocals. Uh, R Richard Carpenter is on backing vocals and he played the piano, the world electric piano, the harpsichord. And uh, he orchestrated the, the orchestration of the orchestra. And like we mentioned, uh, they used the, uh, the LA studio musicians for the wrecking crew. Uh, Hal Blaine, instead of Karen, played drums. Jill Osborne was on bass. Chuck Finley played the trumpet. Bob Messenger played the flute. And there's an uncredited vibraphone player, which we cannot confirm is Carol Kay, because we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it might, it it might, might as well be. Yeah. <laughs> We're just going to say that it is. And, <laughs> <laughs> and this, was, this was their first RAAA certified gold single. So the Carpenters, I mean, so, so they have one album that didn't go anywhere and they come out with their next one and then boom, there it is. they've got there this, is. they've got this, they have a gold single and it stays at number one for four weeks. And, uh, okay, this is totally off the track, but, um, bare naked ladies had a song called one week. It's been one week oh, since yeah. you looked at me, you know, how many weeks it spent at number one? One week? One week. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw that this week, and I, I, I laughed at that. There we go. <laughs> but anyway, the, so the, car, the Carpenters were at number one for four weeks in the Billboard Hot 100. So now that same album also had another huge hit, which I'm sure you can recognize immediately. Yes. We've only just begun to live 
white lace and promises A kiss for luck and we're on our way We've only begun Now, when it swells there, can you hear how many voices are oh, ganged in, ganged into that that uh, rising chorus behind them? Yeah, and it's just it's it's just it's just the two of them, you know. That's Richard Carpenter. Yep, and uh, in his own way, he was doing a whole Beach Boys thing there, but with just the two of those, mm-hmm. you know, him and his sister. But uh, so. At the end of this year, so in 1970, it comes out, and they've had this this huge successful year. They also released separately a Christmas song um, that is one of my favorite. They they did a number of them, of course, but uh, this was the first one that came out, and uh, you still hear this all the time. I hear it's still it, one of my. I hear it every Christmas, Christmas season when yep when the radio station will play Christmas music, you know, for that month. Yep, I, I always hear it. Cards have all been sent. The Christmas rushes through, but I still have one wish to make a special one for you. Merry Christmas, darling. We're apart, that's true. So I, I guess they had been playing that for a few years before they actually recorded it and and put it out as a single. But um, and, and yet you will hear it every year, you know, at Christmas time, many times. Yeah, it comes on. So yes, th- so they earned a Grammy Award for best contemporary performance by a duo, group, or chorus <laughs> in the, at the nineteen seventy one Grammys. <laughs> which, you know, is held early in the year. So 1970 was a big year for them. And speaking of how they have been reevaluated critically, you know, over the years, because at first they were kind of considered very lightweight. Yeah, fluffy. In, in, two, in 2003, Rolling Stone put out, Rolling Stone magazine put out a list of the 500 greatest albums of all time. And this ranked at 175, the album that, that these songs came from. There you go. So we're ta- <laughs> we're talking, you know, we're talking in the upper half of the greatest albums of all time. So it, it has had that much of an impact on on culture. But um, <laughs> so, and like a lot of Carpenter's stuff, tell me about the lyrics. They're Here pretty, we go. Pretty yeah. straightforward. Pretty straightforward, <laughs> especially coming, you know, from that from that. Big voice of Karen's angels made you girls and birds long to be close to you. So do I. End of story. There Next you go. Chapter. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Next. <laughs> Thanks for playing. That's right. Have a great day. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, of course, um, so the. <laughs> So there's a Simpsons episode <laughs> and the Simpsons, the Simpsons, you know, has been on for the entire history of the earth pr- practically <laughs> darn near um, since before, <laughs> since before we had web browsers. Okay. <laughs> so there's an episode called the way we was, and there's a flashback scene when Homer first meets Marge 
and the song is playing in his mind. <laughs> and so later in the series, uh, in the two misses, oh gosh, how do you say this? Uh, I don't know. Nahasa Pima Petalons. Yes. Nahasa Pima Petalons, 1997. Yeah. So there's an in there's an Indian, the country of India, translation of the song that can be heard at Apu's wedding. <laughs> so in 1999 in Maximum Homer Drive, Marge is determined to find a doorbell that plays the song. It's also featured in the Simpsons movie in 2007 in which it's revealed that it was played at the wedding of Homer and Marge as well. As background music and it can be heard in an episode released 10 years later. This was really recently in Moho House yeah. as Homer delivers delivers a gift to Marge. So close to you gets used all the time. It's like it's an iconic song. And of course, um, you saw Parenthood, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So where does it appear in yep. Parenthood? <laughs> where does it appear in oh, Parenthood? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're kind of cutting it. You're, I know we're sitting next to each other, but you're cutting out on me. So, um, this, was, <laughs> this was featured in the 1989 movie Parenthood starring Steve Martin. It was used in the scene where uh, Rick Moranis' character sings to apologize to his wife in the middle of teaching her class. Yep. Yep. So very classic. And uh, hey, with that, we're going to be back right after this. So we're we've moved ahead a couple of years in history. So now we're in 1972, um, and the album "A Song for You." But this this song didn't get released until a little bit little bit later, and so it became a hit in late 1973. But we're into the 70s now, and this is actually a song that was composed by Richard Carpenter and um, John Bettis, who was a lyricist that. Um, Richard liked to work with, and he wrote the words to several Carpenter's hits, and believe it or not, here's a bit of trivia. trivia. So Richard Bettis also wrote <laughs> lyrics for Michael Jackson's uh, Human Nature and the Pointer Sisters' Slow Hand. That ain't bad. So, wow. He's, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> top, of the, top of the World, you know, is a huge hit. 
And then, uh, yes, he was also involved with Michael Jackson and the Pointer yeah. Sisters on big hits as well. So I, I would say that um, if he had co-writing credits on any of those things, then he's done very well for yes. himself. He may have a future in this whole songwriting thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Tell me more about the musicians involved here. So on this one, we have uh, Karen Carpenter's on lead and backing vocals, Richard Carpenter's on backing vocals, the Wurlitzer electric piano uh, orchestration again as well. Joe Osborne is playing bass. Hal Blaine is back on the brushed drums. Tony Peluso is playing electric guitar. Buddy Edmonds is playing uh, pedal steel guitar. And there's they just like to use uncredited people. Yes. Somebody's playing tambourine. <laughs> Somebody played we tambourine. Don't know who it is. <laughs> this one, you know, it's it's interesting to go back and listen to it and, and hear how country it really feels. You know, I was that, just gonna say that. I'm like, wow. With that pedal steel in there. Yeah. And and this song hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100 for two weeks in 1973. So it was a big deal. However, <laughs> <laughs> which we'll get to in a second. They didn't actually intend to release it as a single, but they were prompted to by a, by something else happening. But first, the lyrical meaning, which is, again, straightforward yep. and simple. Your love has put me on top of the world. I mean, That's there it. you go. <laughs> <laughs> such a feeling, such a feelings come all, come all over me, you know? Yep. <laughs> Next. That's, Next. That's it. Yep. <laughs> So this has been covered and reused all, you know, many, many times. Um, so uh, I, I do have, yes. yes. The, reason, the reason they put it out as a single was that Lynn Anderson had covered it and put it out um, earlier, hmm. uh, a few months earlier, and she had like what hit number I don't know, number two on the country charts or something, maybe number one. She was, so she had, so she, she had this huge hit with it. And, um, and that prompted them to finally release it as a single, which became a, a huge, huge single, huge hit for them. So that's Lynn Anderson, which basically is the exact same arrangement. Pretty close, huh? Very, very, very close, very similar. Um, I, I went down the vaults. The Sugar Cubes did a, another version. That's uh, Bjork's band, okay. the band that she's, she, right. you know, was, became famous with. But also um, Shonen Knife. Uh, I think I put Shonen Jump, which is a game <laughs> in the notes, but it's, it's Shonen Knife. So there's this this all-girl Japanese punk band. They, they do a pretty nifty version of it that's pretty straightforward, but I, I, I have to play this one long enough to get into the chorus because I love, I love when they get into the chorus and sing Top of the World. Um, you'll, you'll, know, you'll hear it. <laughs> Thank you. 
Love it. I'm a top. I'm a top. I'm a top of the world. I'm just like I'm a top of the world. I just love. <laughs> yes. There's I'm something about the that. <laughs> there's something about that that just grabs me, and I'm like, I love yeah. that. Very, very <laughs> punkish. <laughs> you know, so it's not like you know, it's not like death metal punk. It's just like it's just poppy punk right. stuff. And yeah, it's, it's like, not. It's not thrash. I just, it's, I, I just thought I thought that was cool. I'm a I'm a, on top of the world. Yes, and that actually came off the album, so you could hear a little crackling in there as as the you know cool. groups were going around. But uh, <laughs> and so yes, if you ever saw uh, Shrek Forever After, yep. <laughs> so in 2010, you can hear. You can hear uh, it in the soundtrack when uh, Shrek enjoys being a real ogre and terrifying the yep. villagers. And He's on top of the world. And happy songs playing. <laughs> <laughs> and and it, as we said with the Lynn Anderson cut, that it was originally intended to only be an album cut. It was not going right. to be released as a single. But because Lynn Anderson did so well with it, um, and she almost topped the Billboard hot country singles chart the the carpenters finally said well there must be some some interest in this so right. we should we should put this out <laughs> and there was <laughs> yeah, and there was some interest so yes all right we're going to take a short break and we're going to be right back yes sir You know, the Carpenters, this was actually a cover from the Marvelettes. Indeed. Yep. yep. From the Motown. From from Motown, from the Tamla label. So Motown had a number of different labels, but this was the Tamla label. It was the first Motown song to reach the number one position on the Billboard Hot 100 pop singles. And it did it in 1961 yep. for, the Mar- for the Marvelettes. Okay, so this is totally a, a remake, you know, years later, oh, uh, ni- yeah, 1975, 15. you know. Yeah. So, yeah. 14 years later. So, yeah, so that was the original, which hit, you know, number one. And then the Carpenters had a huge hit with it in 1975. 
Now, tell me who's playing on this one. So on this one, uh, Karen's uh, lead and backing vocals, and she, and she plays drums on this one. Yes. Richard Carpenter is backing vocals. Because, so. because actually this song was from 1969. It was from their first album, but it got released years later as a single. Wow. So yes, we're, we're back in the era where Karen is playing. playing. Yep. Uh, Richard Carpenter, backing vocals, piano, and of course the orchestration. Uh, Joe Osborne, bass guitar. Tony Poliso is on guitar. Bob Messenger is on the tenor sax. Doug Strawn's on the baritone sax. And that darn uncredited person is playing castanets and tubular bells. There's always, it seems like looking through every single uh, Carpenter song I looked at, there's always somebody uncredited. <laughs> I have to ask. <laughs> I want to so, ask Richard about that. <laughs> so, so anybody could say, you know what? I played a uh, castanets on that song and you right. can't dispute them because you can't look it up. Yeah. Apparently, <laughs> apparently he didn't want to get a 1099 or pay taxes or just, just pay me cash under the table and what is called me uncredited. Okay. So, yeah. So, um, so they hit number one also the Carpenters did with this song which the Marvelettes had hit number one. Yes. So they repeated that feat, and um, which is kind of unique in its own way. And interest, interestingly, this is their final million-selling single gold record. It's their 12th. 12th, yeah. Their 12th million-selling single. But it actually came from their first album. It was just released later. Later. So, so yeah, so their, their final, it, there's, there's kind of a whole rounding of things, <laughs> yeah. you know, going around there. It's full circle. And, uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, lyrical meaning again, go ahead. <laughs> Let me take this one. My love has been away for so long, Mr. Postman. Isn't there some letter in your bag for me? There you that's go. a basic, that's basically it. You know, and I, I guess a lot of great love songs are written around very simple, simple statements, well, simple, simple processes. Yep. Back in the 60s, yeah, they weren't texting each other. <laughs> they probably weren't even <laughs> calling each other very much. So you had to wait on a letter, you know? Yep. Yes. We don't, we're not accustomed to that anymore. Just going out to the mailbox and hoping yeah. that you'll get a, get a letter from somebody and hear yeah. from them. I mean, I'm. I'm old enough that I still remember that that era of being away from my spouse and working in one place. And she, this was before we were married. You know, she lived in another place right. over the summertime and and uh, going to the mailbox and hoping that I'd have something from her there. Yep. And yeah. now I check my mail about once a month. <laughs> I mean, I drive by my mailbox and I look in there all the time and most of it I throw away yeah. other yep. than a few, de few deliveries that come in. Yeah. Uh, I throw the bills away too. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we talk about the influences, you know, things that this song went on to influence, but in this case, the Carpenters were the ones that were in, under the influence. So you to know. speak. <laughs> so to speak. They were the ones yeah, they, they were the ones influenced by the Marvelettes. And they weren't the only ones. So uh you know who else did this early on? Well, I do now, but I didn't know that. The Beatles did it early. Yes, the the Beatles did this, yes. Wait, oh yes, wait a minute, Mr. Bozeman. Wait, wait, hey, hey, 
You know who's singing lead on that? I right? do. I was just going to say, I know this isn't a Beatles thing, but man, John Lennon's voice is perfect <laughs> on the song. You know what that I'm is, saying? Yes, yes that, that is so John. That is so John. Yep. It, uh, if, you, if you ever get the uh, the Beatles rock and roll music compilation that came out how many, many, many years ago, I think maybe you had that one. I we had it so around too, the house because, cause, yep. Yep. Got it around, but yeah, like you know, rock, you know, rock and roll music, and his voice is just great on all that stuff. Yep, yep. No, he could do a lot of that stuff. He could just scream that stuff out. Now, Paul, in his own right, can do a lot of that too. Absolutely, but uh, it's just. But you know, it's, John, John, that that early stuff, he could yeah. he could do little, he could do Little Richard. He could. Uh, yeah, he was. Yeah, that you know that the who. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I can do it, but he can. Could. <laughs> So they did a a video of of this song the Carpenters did not the Beatles in Disney in Disneyland which is funny because the Carpenters if I remember right the Carpenter Richard Carpenter trio was hired early on to play music at Disneyland and wow. it was supposed to be it was supposed to be old timey this was when they were still you know Young, the yeah. the early jazz band right. era and they were supposed to do um uh, early turn of the century um, kind of tunes that were jazzy and stuff. But people kept ask, asking them to do uh, more contemporary Modern. things. So this is, we're talking late sixties here. So we're talking, you know, summer of love time. <laughs> and so, so they would, they would pull out these other songs and do them. And then they finally, they got fired. For, <laughs> in fact, um, uh, their, their supervisor was named Mr. Gruder and, um, he, he really stuck by the corporate, uh, instructions. <laughs> and so on their, on their first album, the same one that has Mr. Postman on it, they have a song called Mr. Gruder, <laughs> um, where they, they kind of take him apart for, <laughs> for firing them. <laughs> in, in, in Richard Carpenter's way, he seems like a such a, you know, a nice guy, like, <laughs> I really dislike that you let us go. So we're we're really <laughs> yes. upset with you. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah, so they have a song about Mr. Gruder um, on their first album. Um, so if you have the DVD Gold, the greatest hits, which was released in 2002, you can see the video. Um, and I think it, let's see, it was originally packaged as Yesterday Once More on VHS. And hey, Laser disc, man, huh? We need to do a laser disc special. <laughs> do you remember laser disc? I do. I remember I had either friends or college roommates that you know bought these, you know, bought the player for four or five hundred dollars and bought the laser disc for whatever it was and played it twice. Oh and she done pooped, all I can done pooped out. <laughs> Oh, all I can think of is Austin Powers. <laughs> we use lasers. Lasers. <laughs> Come on, people. We're making so, yeah. so, and and yes, the the Pat Boone family, and Pat Boone, who also covered punk stuff. Pat yeah, Boone and, and Ozzy, <laughs> Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> Absolutely. So they released their song, their version of Mr. Postman at the same time as the Carpenters. Really? Which didn't make much of a dent here in the U.S., but in South Africa, 
they both hit <laughs> hit the charts. So both versions, Pat Boone and the Carpenters of Mr. Postman, were on the South African hit parade. Hmm. <laughs> so yeah, crazy. So um, uh, oh, so we're on our way out of the Carpenters stuff here. We're at the end of the Carpenters era, but I have to tell you about. Um, there was this thing called the. Um, hmm. What are they called? Oh, I didn't put it in here, did I? It's something about the International Flying Saucer Bureau oh. or something like that. Yeah. And they believed in... Um, they believed in uh, the ability of people to telepathically communicate together. They also believed that UFOs existed. And so there was a day every year where they would ask all their members to mentally think of the same message over and over again. And it wow. began with calling, calling occupants of interplanetary craft. And so this is, this is this mantra that they would say over and over again you know, calling occupants. And then they would have, there was a message, you know, people of earth and all this kind of stuff. So I'm going to play something for you that goes on a little bit long, but uh, this was 1977, the Carpenters. And this was actually um, sort of the, the theme song to, to one of the years that uh, this flying saucer bureau did this, uh, did this whole think in <laughs> where people would, would, would actually try to telepathically um, talk to extraterrestrials. All Hit Radio. All right, you're listening to All Hit Radio, and it's 53 degrees at 13 minutes past the hour. And right now in our All Request line, I've got Mike Ledgerwood on the phone. Hey, babe, what would you like to hear? Hey, babe, I'm sorry. I can't hear you too well. You're going to have to speak a little closer into the phone. Okay, babe, what would you like to hear again? We are observing your Earth. Hey, Mike, I'm sorry, babe, but that's not on our playlist. And by the way, you sound great over the phone. Anyway, if you give us your request, we'll be glad to play it for you, babe. So let's hear it. We are observing your Earth. Oh, uh, listen, Mike, I'm sorry, babe, but we can't... And we'd like to make... I'm sorry, Mike, we... There's... A contact uh, with you... Baby. In your mind you have capacities, you know To telepath messages through the vast unknown Please close your eyes and concentrate With every thought you think Upon the recitation we're about to sing Calling occupants of interplanetary craft Calling occupants of interplanetary remotes Now, do you ever remember hearing that? You know, oh, that's I, what it, it's one of my, fav it's I one of my favorite I Carpenter's songs. <laughs> the interplanetary thing I, I mean so i think i have heard it a couple of times it's been a long time i bet but 
Yeah, calling yeah. occupants. I it's 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 so weird and out there. It's one of my favorite Carpenters tunes ever. And, and it's actually a cover. It's actually a cover. And that's what yeah, you said in of, the notes. So yeah, cover of Klaatu. Um, K L A A T U, whatever you know. So from the day the Earth stood still, if you ever saw that movie, oh yeah, the yep. um, <clears throat> the, the the aliens have this this mantra they say, Klaatu, blah blah blah. They go through a whole thing, but anyway, so Klaatu was this this uh, sort of psychedelic band, and uh, and calling occupants was one of their songs, and then the Carpenters covered it, and then it was used for. Uh, this uh, IFSB, the International Flying Saucer Bureau, or, or whatever they're called. But um, so yes, uh, I just thought <laughs> that, yeah, was, <laughs> that was an awesome way to round this whole thing. Indeed, <laughs> Ode to the Carpenters. You know? I mean, it's it's so funny because you know you, you explain the meaning and then you hear Karen sing it and you're like, you'd never. I mean. <laughs> you never think about, you know, calling aliens. Oh, it it just, sound, just sounds so so mm -hmm. awesome and orchestral. Yeah. And Hello, awesome aliens. And cool. And it's like, <laughs> how are you? <laughs> we are peaceful people. That's <laughs> like, if I was an alien and I heard that, oh, I'm like, God. these people seem pretty nice. We should have them over for dinner. Not for dinner. Let's not eat. Let's eat yes. with them. You know? <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. All right. You know what? We're going to come back pretty soon with my favorite part of the show. Trivia, baby. And this time this time I get to do trivia about the Carpenters, which was a, <laughs> yes. it was a challenge. It's going to be a challenge. I'm, I'm going to be using my multiple choice like nobody's business. <laughs> All right. back with some trivia yes we are the part of the sh the part of the show where i get to totally ask mick things that he doesn't know are coming <laughs> which can be entertaining or frustrating <laughs> yeah. and uh I, I have to tell you it was a challenge finding um trivia questions about the carpenters <laughs> so so i went with song song lyrics and some of these are ridiculously simple and some will be difficult Ooh. Okay. But um, ho hopefully entertaining. Yes. All right. All right. So I'm going to start out really easy. All right. And unless you ask for multiple choice, okay. I'm not going to give them to you. I All right. All right. All right. Can you tell me the name of the song that contains these lyrics? I think I'm going to be sad. I think it's today. He or she's got a ticket to ride. Yes, of course, it's ticket to ride. <laughs> it's one of my Which favorite Carpenter songs. Yep, yep. 
And it's from their first album, which was called Offering oh. in 1969. Wow. And of course, the Beatles had only done it like four years yeah. before in 65, I think. So, um, and interestingly enough, uh, Richard Carpenter made some changes. He changed some chords and time signatures to it. So, um, Richard Carpenter had some guts to him. Oh, yeah. He was he was not afraid to. I'm going to change yeah. a Beatles song. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let me know how that works out right. for you, Richard. <laughs> All right. Now this one is this one's a little complicated. All so right. I need you to finish the lyric in this verse of "Close to You." Okay. So on the day that you were born, the angels got together and decided to create a dream come true. So they sprinkled moon dust. Oh, I know this. They, oh, I just can't get the. Uh, oh, it's sprinkled moon dust. I want to say in her. I gotta think of the. I'm trying to think of. Is it sprinkled moon dust in her hair? Well, it's in your hair. Okay. Because she, she's speaking to oh, her beloved. Right. Speaking to her. Is there more? <laughs> there is. There, there's a finale to the line. They sprinkle moon dust in your hair. We've gotten that far. All right. I'm going to need some. <laughs> All right. So it's going to be, and this is where it gets oh, complicated. complicated. Sprinkled moon dust in your hair. And it could be of gold and starlight in your eyes of blue. Or in your hair and golden starlight in your blue eyes. Or in your hair and silver starlight in your eyes of blue. Wow. I'm going to go with that one. It's actually the first Dang. one. Sprinkled moon dust in your hair and gold Oh, of gold. Oh, no. See, there's a there's a pause in that line, which doesn't make you don't right. realize it's hair of gold. Sprinkled moon dust in your hair, of gold and starlight in your eyes of blue. Mm. So it's the first. It's the first one. See, that's a that was a, that's a rough one. No, that's that's a cheap. One. Yeah, <laughs> I'm throwing a challenge flag on that one. <laughs> All right. Okay, so we need a we. I'm going to give you a verse, and there's a line missing, and you tell me what the line okay. is, okay? And this is this is from We've Only Just Begun. Okay. Sharing horizons that are new to us, watching the signs along the way. Here's the missing line, and then working together day to day together. Sharing horizons that are new to us, watching the signs along the way. What comes next? I can give you options. Okay. I'm ready for some options. Sharing horizons that are new to us, watching the signs along the way. And then here are your options. Driving along together, just the two of us. Or walking together, just the two of us. Or talking it over, just the two of us. Or riding together, just the two of us. One more time. Driving together, driving along together, just the two of us. Walking together, just the two of us. Talking it over, just the two of us. Riding together, just the two mm. of us. Is it talking, talking? 
It is the talking. Very good. Ooh. Talk communication is, is important. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you, you got it. Driving man. together, it's like <laughs> driving together. What are you, Bonnie and Clyde? Come on. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, I'm going to give you some lyrics, and I'm going to leave out the phrase that is the title of the song. Ooh. Okay. Talking to myself and feeling old, sometimes I'd like to quit. Nothing ever seems to fit. Hanging around, nothing to do but frown. Blank always gets Rainy me days down. Rainy days and oh man, <laughs> I'm getting old. Rainy days and Mondays always get me down. Sundays? It is Mondays. It is Mondays. Okay. Monday. You got it. <laughs> it's like I can't remember which day get me down. Monday yeah. or Monday? Yeah. Yeah. You had a moment, yeah. man. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to read a verse to you, and the last words that I don't read are the name of okay. the song. All my life, I could, own, I could love only you. All your life, you could love only me. Tell me why then, oh, why should it be that we go on? Oh, I know this. Oh. Read that again, and I think I can get it. All my life, I could love only you. All your life, you could love only me. Tell me why then, oh, why should it be that we go on? We go on together. Oh. Okay, I'm, I'm going to need multiple choice. Dang it. Okay, the choices are we go on for all we know. We go on hurting each other. We go on one more time. We go on, don't be afraid. Uh, hurting each other. It is hurting each other. Yes, uh, I knew you would pick it out of. I knew you would pick it out of the lineup. Yes. So, all right. So, which song contains the following lyrics? Okay. So I've made my mind up. I must live my life alone. And though it's not the easy way, I guess I've always known. I'd say. I'm going to need help on this one. <laughs> I'd say, I'd say, dun, 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 dun. Okay. I'd say ticket to no. ride. <laughs> no, I would not say that. I'd say yesterday once more. Hmm. I'd say goodbye to love. No, Did I you hear that. I'd say goodbye to okay. love. I'd say top of the world. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> top of the world, mom. <laughs> Uh, so it's, it's, uh, I think it's the second one. Yesterday once more. Hmm. <laughs> I've made my, I'd made my mind up. I must live oh, my life alone. And though it's not the easy way, I guess I've mm -hmm. always known. I'd say goodbye to love. That was oh. the answer. That one, uh, that one stumped me. Stumped me good. Well, you've done, you've done well yeah. up to now. You're, you're at, you're at least, at, you're at least yeah. at fifty percent already. So, yeah. If I was playing baseball, that was my all batting right. average. <laughs> I'd be an all star. <laughs> all right, here's, here's a, yeah, this one's a little difficult. What words are missing in these lyrics? From I'm going, it's going to take some time. Okay. It's going to take some time. This time, no matter what I've planned. 
but like the blank, I'll learn how to bend. Okay, and my choices are... It's going to take some time, time. Your choices are, but like the young trees in the wintertime, I'll learn how to bend. Or, but like the new plants in the springtime, I'll learn how to bend. But like the children who are jumping rope. Or, but like the rod in the fisherman's hands. Hmm. I'm going to go with the plants in the spring. I don't know why. Yeah, you know, that was my guess too, but it's actually the young trees in the woods. Is it really? Golly. I'm like, hmm. So young yeah. trees in the wintertime learn how to bend? Do they yeah, really? Yeah, I, uh, I discounted that one right away. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> All right, let's try again. <clears throat> so I, I need to know what song you think this is from. When I was young, I'd listen to the radio, waiting for my favorite songs. When they played, I'd sing along. It made me smile. Yep. And what's my choices? I'll, I'll get it. Your choices are Superstar, We've Only Just Begun, Yesterday Once More, or Reason to Believe. One more time. The choice. Yeah. Well, the, or the, the choices. Verses, okay. The verses. Okay, the choice, choices are Superstar, We've Only Just Begun, Yesterday Once More, or Reason to Believe. Man, I don't know if it's We've Only Just Begun or Yesterday Once More, so Yesterday Once More? It is. You got it. You chose well. Hold that one up. <laughs> hey, you're Ooh. almost to the end. <laughs> you're doing well. All right. So which song contains the following lyrics? Something in the wind has learned my name, and it's telling me that things are not the same. In the leaves on the trees and the touch of the breeze, there's a pleasing sense of happiness for me. Okay, and my choices? Something in the wind has learned my name. Okay, the choices are top of the world, one love, I'll never fall in love again, we're close to you. Ooh, I think it's top of the world. It is top of the world. Top of the world, Ma. <laughs> top of the world, Ma. Okay. All right. Last one. So You're close. So close. <laughs> if you get this, you'll have what, like 80%? Oh, yeah. yeah. You'll have a passing grade. Okay. So there's a missing part of this lyric from there's a kind of hush okay. all over the world. And you have to tell all me right. what's, what's in there. There's a kind of hush all over the world tonight, all over the world. You can hear the sounds of, you know what I mean? You can hear the sounds of blank. All right. And my choices are your choices are birds singing in their nests. Yes. Lovers in love. <laughs> lovers in love the babbling brooks or the birds, owls in birds. the trees what it's not the birds it's the Dang lovers it. in love all over the world you can hear the sounds of lovers in love you got a 70 so i guess you got wow. a d minus but um <laughs> yeah which technically that's true <laughs> <laughs> You know, the the first hint was I kept reading, even though you had 
definitely settled <laughs> on the wrong answer. Good so, point. <laughs> so for for future yeah. reference, if you blurt something out and you're still reading <laughs> answers, you're you might be wrong. Yes, you might. You might want to hang on because the points really don't matter. That's right. So <laughs> the price is wrong, Bob. <laughs> well, you've been wasting another hour with uh, songs you should know. And you can always go to songsyoushouldknow.com. You can email me at jimbo at songsyoushouldknow.com. You can email the mixter at mixter at song. Spell, Spell it how you want, can be, kids. <laughs> that, can, that can be M-I-C-K. It can be M-I-X-S-T-E-R. M-O-U-S-C. <laughs> dot com. Dot com. <laughs> and, <laughs> and of course, we don't know any more about this stuff than you do. We don't have any more access to resources than you and do. And we don't make it we up. We just talk about it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we can go to Wikipedia just like you can. Song facts, the entire internet. Hey, there's this thing called the Google. It's like yeah, an extra brain. It's the Google. You, know, <laughs> that you, you can, can goggle it. <laughs> <laughs> so, until next time, I'm Jimbo. And I'm the Mixter. And we're out of here. Love you. Big phone, the dick hotel in Park.